Boss Ethna, Episode 1, A Final Farewell. The morning sun's glow careens across your face, causing you to furrow your brow and roll over, hoping for just a few more hours of sleep. It's not often that you get to sleep in. The farm's responsibilities always came first and required constant care. You spent the mornings corralling the animals, feeding them and cleaning their pens. Midday required tending to the crops, purchasing supplies, and hauling them to the nearby barn. During the evenings, you trained with your father, who always had something new to teach you. However, today was the day you left all that behind. After your father's unexpected passing, you sold everything. The animals, the land, and even the house. In a city like Sanguin or Kerbatul, you knew you could have easily made hundreds of gold. However, in the middle of the Midland Plains, the best chance you had was to sell everything to your neighbors. You were thankful for their limited generosity, confident they took pity on you while you were locked away in a moment of grief. The neighbor's rooster springs to life as the sun crests along the horizon, removing any hope you had at sleeping in. With a groan, you open your eyes to see the letter you found in your father's dead hands, a memory forever imprinted on your mind. You were thankful you found him smiling. Somehow, that made it easier for you. You grab the letter and unfold it to read his words again. Son, there is so much I wish to tell you. Unfortunately, Septimus is not with me on this day. Everything changed after your mother died that fateful night on the road. I am thankful you were small enough to not remember the sound of your mother being taken from us. Night after night, I would wake up reminded of that day. Her screams have haunted me ever since. There are things I did over the subsequent years that I am not proud of. Choices I made that leave me in the situation I am in today. I never would have been sane enough to care for you if I did not bring her killers to justice. The years we spent on the road I apologize for. I know it was hard for you. We were always moving. It never gave you time to live a child's life. Able to make friends or gain a proper education. Instead, I taught you skills like swordsmanship, wilderness survival, and the importance of hard work. I have no doubt that those will be useful to you. However, I am sorry that you were stripped of the life you should have had, if it weren't for my own selfishness. I hope that you can forgive me one day. Even though those days on the road were rough, I do cherish them. The struggle we endured, we did so together. You never complained, you just accepted it for what it was, and made the best of it. You were so small, yet so strong and brave. Every time you were knocked down, you got back up. It was enough to bring tears to my eyes to see such a strong determination. When my task was done, I wanted to give you everything I could, so we settled in our small town. I wanted to make every attempt to give you the life you should have had. I wish it could have been a mansion in Bellofama. However, I've never been a smart or wealthy man. My skills were limited to the same ones I have passed on to you. 
leaving me with few options outside of combat. I was tired of spilling blood, and so we retreated to the small farm in Bloomfield. Over the years, I watched you grow into the man you are today. You have exceeded me in every way possible. You are wise beyond your years, physically capable of besting anything thrown at you, and your wit is as sharp as any blade. You're one of the funniest people I know, with a sense of humor that has left me countless times unable to breathe. I am so proud of the man you have become. Tomorrow is going to be another challenge for you. You're going to be left with hundreds of questions I am unable to answer, for a reason I am bound not to say. However, knowing how stubborn you are, you're going to seek the answers, and I implore you to forget about it. Live the life you want to live. If that's here at the farm, it's all yours. I have left everything in your name. If your decision is to leave this place behind, sell it all and use the coin how you see fit. But if you do decide you want answers, well, I won't be in a position to stop you. You know my desire for you is to be happy. I end this note somberly knowing that I will miss our time together. Yet, I long to be with your mother again. Together once more, we will both be with you in your heart. Look upon my passing as a moment of happiness and not of loss. I love you, my son. You crush the note as your frustration builds. Flashes of your father's smiling corpse enter your mind. You take in a deep breath, hoping to center yourself. As you roll to your side, you see your gear in the corner of your empty room. Looped around one of your straps, you see an amulet with a symbol you'd never seen before. The symbol is a serrated circle with teeth along the edge, like that of a saw blade. Inside of it are three lines separating the inner circle into three equal sections. You recall finding it in your father's chest, tucked away inside a hidden compartment. The specifics of your father's letter linger in your mind, leaving you with questions. Why was he bound not to tell me? What is this symbol? How did he know he was going to die, and why now? You feel your attention pulled back to the hanging amulet, as if it's calling to you. A smirk creeps along your lips as you laugh off the thought. Ready to start your day, you rise from your travel mat and blanket. A heaviness in your groin reminds you of your morning routine. You stop at your bag, grabbing a clean rag and a bar of soap before making your way out of your house. Once outside, you first stop at the outhouse to relieve yourself. After finishing, you march toward the well, wheeling up a bucket of fresh water for you to use with your cleaning supplies. You curse as the coolness of the water shocks you awake. With a quick bath out of the way, you return to your bedroom and prepare to leave. Your clothes are a simple tunic and trousers paired with leather boots and a leather belt. They leave little for protection, but one of the first lessons your father taught you was Don't get hit. On your belt hangs a side pouch, a water skin, and a survival knife. After slinging your father's longsword across your back, you roll your travel mat and blanket and secure them to the bottom of your pack. You unfold the amulet across the strap and lay it over your head. It feels heavier than you thought it would. You double-check the contents of your bag, place your father's letter in your side pouch, and grab your things. 
You said everything by the front door and spend the next few hours sweeping the house. It feels good to pick up the broom one last time as you prepare the small home for its next owners. The chore gives you time to reminisce of all the memories you and your father shared. You remember the times you cooked late into the night together, when you would play cards on the living room floor, and when you would sit on the front patio listening to your father's adventures. When you finish cleaning, it's nearly midday. You grab your things, take your key, and lock the door behind you. After walking several hundred feet down your property line, you stop once you make it to the main road. You turn around to look at your home one last time. Tightening the straps on your bag, you head down the dirt road toward your town center. You round the nearby bend before coming to the dozen buildings that constitute your town. You wave to Miss Kensington, who owns the small store you frequented for years. Hers was the only shop in town and the only place you could get anything for miles. It wasn't big by any means, but she carried just about anything you needed, as long as it was basic. Anything specialized had to be ordered, which could take weeks to get from one of the nearby major cities like Sanguine. You know you'll be by there one last time before you leave, even if it's just to grab one of her homemade cookies. But for now, you head to the sheriff's office, where Sheriff Montague is waiting for you. Given the small size of the town, you know the sheriff is forced to wear multiple hats, helping finalize the deal of the sale of your estate. As you enter, he stands to shake your hand, the grand catson's paws completely dwarfing your hand. He points to the wooden chair on the other side of his desk before he rummages through the drawer. He places a stack of parchment in front of you, nearly as tall as a tome. You curse under your breath, realizing your day is about to be wasted with paperwork. The day shifts to dusk as you read through all the parchments, a lesson your father had always taught you. Thankfully, Sheriff Montague pulls out a half bottle of whiskey and keeps you entertained. With the final piece of paperwork signed, you finish your sip of whiskey. The sheriff smiles, grabs the papers, and walks behind you into a nearby cell. You hear the echo of metallic gears before the sheriff returns, throwing a sack of coins on the table in front of you. That's everything. It's not much, but it's what you both agreed to, he says, pouring another glass. You pour the contents of the pouch into your hand and count it to ensure it's correct before slipping the coins into your satchel. You shake the hands of the sheriff for the final time, and he wishes you luck on your journey. As you exit, you see the sun at the edge of the horizon, and panic quickly sets in. Freyna expects you to meet her on top of Graver's Hill for a farewell dinner. You sprint over to Miss Kensington's, picking up a bottle of wine and supplies for the road. After grabbing a few cookies and a goodbye kiss, you take off down the road. As you approach Graver's Hill, you slow down when you see Freyna's bright pink skin and white summer dress. She doesn't see you, and so you decide to take the closest path, waiting to make yourself known until you're right behind her. Oh, you scared me. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It was my idea to have us meet up here on Graver's Hill. No, I promise it's fine. Come over and sit with me. 
Honestly, I was a bit worried you weren't gonna show. I don't know why. That's just how my mind works. What? Oh, you brought wine for dinner. Yeah, I thought you said I was looking... Oh, never mind. <laughs> this looks good. Where did you get it? Miss Kessington? Did you tell her it was with me? Okay, that's good. No, no reason. I just didn't want her to get the wrong ideas all. Well, this is a small town and people talk. Once a rumor starts... <laughs> hmm? Oh, right! The food! I made us my mother's fall stew. I've got some freshly baked bread that I picked up from Mrs. Thornbreaker. And for dessert, I made you my no-bake captain's bars. No, not fowl. Fowl, like the bird. <laughs> yeah, gods, I hope it's not foul. Of course I made you the captain's bars. I know those are your favorite. I even made some extra I got wrapped up so that you can take them with you when you go. Well, it's a special occasion. You're leaving this godforsaken town. You'll be one of the lucky ones. It's not that bad. There's absolutely nothing to do here. We get up, work the farm, and then do what? Go hiking in the same trails we've hiked for years? Swim in the pond that only comes up to our knees? Or read the same book the thousandth time? The biggest gossip we've had was when Ellis's hogs got out of their pen and chased Mrs. Arnold down the main road. <laughs> yeah, you could hear her scream for miles. I mean, it woke the entire town up. And I'm sure you remember the chewing Mr. Arnold gave Ellis. Not because they chased Mrs. Arnold, but because her screaming will come up from his mid-afternoon nap. <laughs> I don't believe you. You won't miss this place. You'll be too busy traveling the world, stealing princesses' hearts and rescuing the elderly's animals from the trees. I'm not lying. It's the truth. There's always been something about you. You're a good bean. Ah, you know what I'm talking about. Like when that wolven came into town a few years ago and things started to go missing. I mean, it was pretty obvious who was doing it. But you and your dad confronted him, beat him something good, and then chased him out of the village. You both even managed to find the stash he buried everything in. Yeah, you did. <clears throat> oh, I've been meaning to say something to you about your dad. And I just wanted to say, I'm sorry. I know you asked to be alone when he passed, but I didn't want you to feel like you were alone. So I hope you didn't feel overburdened by my letters. You didn't? <sighs> That's good. I hope you like them. You still have all of them? You plan to write to me? <laughs> well, I like that very much. But don't burden yourself. Only if you're bored and thinking about home. Gods, I need a drink. Do you need a drink? Ah. Wow. That is really good. I may need to stop by Miss Kessington's to get more. <laughs> <clears throat> so, you never 
never did tell me where you were going. N no I mean, it's not like you're required to tell me or anything. It's not like we're together. <laughs> oh, gods, what am I saying? It's really hot out here tonight. Are you hot? I figure it'll be breezy up here on the hill. Oh. <laughs> Why are you wanting to go to Halerim? That's nearly on the other side of the planet. You found a hidden compartment in your father's belongings? What was in it? Oh, can I see it? I have never seen that symbol before. It's a beautiful amulet, though. So you're planning on traveling all the way to the academy to find out what it is? Well, I guess if there's any place that would have the answers, it would be there. That's just... That's a long journey. I know this is none of my business, but how are you going to afford it? I mean, I know you sold the estate, but I know how much my family paid for it. It is not nearly enough to travel the world. You can't! You know how dangerous those trade caravans are now. There are goblins, bandits, and flathorns roaming all over the Midlands. They're constantly getting raided. Because Jesse's sister's cousin is one of the chieftains of the Minotaur clans, and she said that he said that there are goblins, bandits, and flathorns roaming all over the Midlands. Well, of course you can't trust Jesse, but still... I know you can take care of yourself, but that isn't going to stop me from being worried about you. What do you mean, why? Well, I... Because you're my best friend, and I don't know what I would do if something were to happen to you. Of course you are! We've known each other for years! Who else am I going to be best friends with? Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna miss this. C come with you? I, I can't come with you. What would I do about my parents? The farm? <sighs> I wish I could go with you. Really. But even I know no matter how much I desire something, I just can't seem to get it. What else do I desire? I, I don't know. Oh, um, more wine, please. Come on, Rina. Just do it. Oh, tell him how you feel, damn it. <sighs> All right. I need to say something to you, and you better not laugh. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, huh? <laughs> What was that? Oh, gods, you taste even better than in my dreams.
your clothes off. <laughs> I mean, please. I want to see all of you. traced along your body. <laughs> Look at it. It's wider than my wrist. Lay back. I want... No. I need to taste you. Good? Good. Then what about this? You like that better, huh? <laughs> you like it when I run my tongue along your shaft? kind of gave it away. <laughs> what about if I... Do this all day. Ugh. <sighs> 
just so big. that again sometime when you come back. Huh? Well, what do you mean we're not done? Don't you mean time to... I don't know, recharge or something? What are you doing? You just ripped my dress! No! Don't stop. That was so fucking hot. Oh, 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 oh,
feels so warm against my body. Would you? I want to feel you deep inside of me.
Remember when we used to come up here as kids and just stare at the stars? We used to pretend that you were the blue moon and I was the pink one. <sighs> I'm glad we get to share the end of our night together doing the same thing. Will you stay here with me tonight? I mean, until you have to leave in the morning. I can walk you down to the crossroads where they'll pick you up. <laughs> I know this may be goodbye, but I'm happy we got to spend it together. Episode Summary Equipment Changed One Traveler's Adventure Pack Three Pairs of Commoner's Clothes One Survival Knife and Sheath Your Father's Sword and Scabbard Unidentified Potential A Mysterious Amulet Unidentified Potential Twelve Gold, Nine Silver Freyna's Captain Bars XP Gained Embarked on an Adventure 100 XP. Friends to lovers. 200 XP. This was A Romp Across Ethna, Episode 1, A Final Farewell. Narrated by Rebecca Woods. Father and Sheriff Montague, performed by Boshido Blasta. Freyna, performed by Lady Elise V.A. Audio production by Boshido Blasta. Written and produced by Ajax Ligon. Thank you so much for listening to our production. If you enjoyed this performance, please consider subscribing to Ajax Patreon at patreon.com slash There you will gain early access to unreleased episodes of A Romp Across Ethna, art of the various characters of Ethna, participate in community events, and more. Make sure to follow all the artists and performers on social media which will be linked in the description. Thank you again, and we hope to have you back for episode two, A Wet Night in Stone Ridge Meadows. <laughs>